on last week's Irrevelations. Decay is, is the theme of chapter 3 where we're starting. When a man takes hold of his brother in the house of his father, saying, You have clothing, you be our ruler, and let these ruins be under your power. In that day he will protest, saying, I cannot cure your ills, for in my house is neither food nor clothing. Do not make me a ruler of the people. Then I do like some of the stuff the Taliban has done. They killed a lot of U.S. troops. You're blaming the woes of the nation on the women whose existence itself is pissing you off. He talks about how God's going to come back to being a big pillar of smoke and fire and all that, which I don't think happens, but whatever. I would literally bet any money that Isaiah has no idea where the clitoris is. Before we turn to the word, I would like to... I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. It's your motherfucking Bible boys. Bible boys. I was Bro, what do you think is the funnest thing to shake? Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> that's a well let's see. I wonder what you could be talking about. I mean you could shake a protein shake, of a course. Soda. You know? A yeah. So- yeah, you shake, can shake a soda. Shaking uh, up a soda before you hand it to someone is one of the classic gags. Yeah, uh, a can of paint before laying a, th- a fat, you know, primer. You handshake paint? Don't you need a machine to do uh, that? You handshake paint when you're mixing colors, but I think afterwards you stir it, you know, once it sure, settles sure. a little bit, you know, to mix the components. I think. I don't know. It might be like adding olive oil to spaghetti, where there's it's it's a dumb thing to do. It might not be important, you know. It's not, yeah, the, it's not a thing a person does. Fair. You can also shake uh, babies. <laughs> <laughs> or Those can are also. You? Can that's you? what science wants to know. Is it even possible to shake a baby? I think that's one of the beautiful things, and we're going to get to that. But I think that's one of the beautiful yeah. things about where we are as a nation now, where. You know what? Maybe the science isn't always right. Maybe we need to reassess everything we ever knew. You know, people are saying, you know, remember people used to think vaccines were good, you know, or and and people used to be like, oh, don't do that. Don't do this. You know, like, you know, don't drink while pregnant. You know, now we know. And don't, you know, shake a baby. And, you know, maybe that's maybe we need to reassess it. Maybe we need to take it back. Maybe we need to question. Is it all that bad? It's it's these are the questions that plague our society. I think that the one respite and all this confusion and violence and anger and uh, disdain for one's fellow man, there's mm-hmm. us. Yeah, we're, we're going to flesh this out. We're going to find out by the end of this episode. Before we start talking about the Bible, rather, is whether uh, or not you can conf- shake a whether baby. It is physically possible to shake a baby? Because I have heard now whether you can shake a baby. And whether you should shake a baby. Those are two different questions, right? Yeah. Uh, but apparently, 
there is a small group of dedicated medical witnesses that are attempting to, what would you say, debunk the idea of the dangers of shaking a baby? I I, I read, so we're we're, we're referencing this article we just read called, what's the name of the article? Um, Uh, Justice for Rima, Science Under Battle. Science under so in s- in summary, and I don't I didn't read the full article. It's just too much. Obviously not. <laughs> it's just it's just too much. It's boring, and not yeah. enough of it was actually important to me because it's like let's talk about Little Rema's first birthday party and a trip she took to Spain. I don't give a fuck about this little kid. Just Can we explain not? it. Just explain yeah. it to me. Give Stop. us the facts. Don't waste my time. You know, um, it's very tabloid. Like honestly, it's a little. It's it's a lot of appeal to emotion and a lot of bullshit yeah. muddled in you know like i don't i if you're gonna write an article people are attempting to debunk shaken baby theory give me the people attempting to debunk shaken baby theory don't and here's a bunch of babies you need to love before you read right. this article i don't give a fuck but just yeah. is there was a one-year-old named Rema who had a nanny uh leave the mom leaves at 9 30 to go to her job the nanny takes over. It's immediately kind of suspicious because the mom's like checking in. It's like, oh, how's Rema doing? She's like, oh, she's napping. And the the mom is like, that bitch never naps. She's always fucking screaming. Like, what are you talking about? You know? And yeah. then uh, that day, people coming in the house are like, oh, that baby's really quiet today, you know? And then at like four or five o'clock, the family shows back up and they're like, hey, I can't wake this kid. Coma, brain bleed. Multiple hole, fractures. Hole punched in the wall. Hole punched in the wall. Baby head size. Baby head size. Hole punched in the drywall. Like you do. Bloody napkins, you know. It can looks I, like a fucking scene, right? Can I bring up an important piece of context yeah. that I think we can't leave out? Uh, the family, the, the husband and wife and child, are South Asian. And the uh, nanny is Irish. So let's keep in mind that both of these groups of people have been subjected to rigorous abuse from the British crown. And that likely <laughs> that's what's behind all that's this. That's right. If I'm not mistaken, Ireland. I, there's a joke from Archer that I'm it trying to It just sucks to, to see these people fighting when they, they should be teaming with up the Nazis, to kill the queen. They? Ireland? No. Yeah, they didn't do they, shit. They, they were, were either chilling. neutral or. I don't yeah, know. they were neutral. I don't Can know. you blame them? Do you want to help the British? Come on. <laughs> I can imagine the Irish just watching the Nazis bomb London. And they're like, you know, uh, I mean, we don't agree on everything. The enemy of my enemy. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, the Irish. Um, Irish but, any typical job for an Irish woman, am but, I right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know. Yeah. Uh, okay. and that's about the only job for an Irish woman. <laughs> what about like a Some form of motherhood sweep? is, you know. Okay. Huh? That chimney sweep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know where okay. we're going with this bit, but uh, <laughs> I just wanted to just bring anti-Irish up. propaganda. No, it's um, not. I'm pro. I'm anti-British propaganda. That's um, true. Uh, anyway, so I the point is, is that she got arrested for homicide. The nanny, the Irish yes. nanny, and then didn't go to trial because the nanny provided a bunch of defense witnesses who were doctors who made. Each of them basically made different claims to what could have caused the symptoms. And the prosecutor, which I mean, I guess this is the th- fucked up thing about American justice, is yeah. that 
I don't know what your alternative is. So the prosecutor gets these nine defensive witnesses from the defense, basically saying, like, well, maybe she sneezed so hard that she bled inside her brain. That could happen. Yeah, and rocketed it into the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Wiley Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something like that. These things happen. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, maybe she slipped up. Maybe there was some rollerblades next to the stairs and she slipped on a banana peel. I don't know. You know, but basically just a bunch of wild theories that none of which address the fact that she already had tons of fractures that were in the process of healing or that her brainstem was swollen or that, you know, like they're claiming that it was some potential encephalopathy disease, but the encephalopathy disease would have had brain lesions that Rima didn't have. So yeah. it sounds like the doctors confused the prosecutor. I I mean, sometimes prosecutors take sides and it's kind of fucked up. Ahmed Arbery comes to mind, but yeah. it's an, it's an Irish immigrant on an expired work visa and Indian parents. I, I, I just, I, I, I don't it know doesn't, if they're Indian. They could be Pakistani. Whatever. Whatever. My point is it, they're both foreigners, quote unquote. So it doesn't seem yeah. like a traditional location for a prosecutor to take sides, except for one is white and one is brown, which maybe, but I don't even know if the Irish people are actually white. That's kind of, no, uh, they're not. That's a, it's, they're like Italians, you know, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's up for debate, but, um, where was I going with this? Something, something racism in general. But well, whatever. Should... You know, it, it, like, the prosecutor just let it go. But, like, I, my point is, like, if the prosecutor could be confused by this evidence and the, the, the victim's family is like, well, we want to take it to court at the very least. I, I just, I mean, if the whole point is that if the science itself it can be muddled by a bunch of, for some reason, very dedicated doctors pushing this narrative that shaken baby theory is, like, a joke or is fake and that it's more often attributed to random sneezes or something just killing okay. kids i don't know let's let's be i want to be clear on a couple things here first off it doesn't even seem like shaken baby syndrome should be what's at stake here because there's a baby-sized hole baby's <laughs> head-sized hole in the wall and it's like you could do zero shaking but put their head through a wall, and that explains pretty much everything yeah yeah oh those fractures in the skull and the uh stud that's what? been dented who cares if they shook the baby? They put it through a wall. Yeah. I, I, I don't uh, care if the baby had COVID. You threw it through a wall. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense, you know. I have a I have a pitch, though, for the uh, defense, the nanny's mm. defense team. So they're pointing out that it could be all these different, uh, you know, diseases or uh, conditions. But right. the, all of these would have manifested sooner in the baby's life, right? So it doesn't make sense that suddenly, like it would they have been sick. Up. It would have been sick for a yeah. week and lethargic. It would. It isn't just something like that morning they were fine. What if there's some <laughs> sort of a picture of Dorian Gray thing going on here, where the baby <laughs> has had this the whole time? Looked at her picture, right? All the stuff caught up with her instantly, right? right. And she just has all these fractures just started whining. Like, what are you, my grandma? You just get yeah. just get a bunch of random just fractures. A, yeah. <laughs> it could be that. Uh, anyway, so what the defense is doing is throwing everything they can at the wall to see what sticks, including babies, apparently. And uh, I, the, I yeah. it, it's you know it is crazy that prosecutors can have such leniency, and maybe that's the fucked up thing about justice in America is prosecutors having such kind of wide variation on what they think they're going to take to trial per se. Sure. Where, like, you know, so you have, like, Rittenhouse, who probably shouldn't have gotten trial, uh, and only did 
I mean, whatever, because of public outcry. You have Ahmed yeah, Arbery's yeah. uh, killers who definitely should have been arrested on the spot and gone to trial just based on the testimony of the cops of the place. Sure, and instead of it, having to wait for the video to come out. Yeah, and then it didn't happen because the prosecutor's like, nah. You know, yeah. and then you have this where it's muddy. I thought that was the whole fucking point, maybe, is that, you know what, we don't know. Let's let a jury decide. But the fact that the prosecution was yeah. just like, yeah, I don't know. guess I'm just going to let it slide this time. I don't know. I think it's fucked up. But I, the, the kind of trying to make the argument that shaken baby theory, which I was reading about kind of their defense of it, is also kind of muddy because... Obviously, you can't really test it. You can't just take a baby and be like, okay, we're going to shake it three times and see if it dies. Yeah. And then we're just going to see, you know, how many licks are in the center of Tootsie, to the center of a Tootsie Pop style shake a baby yeah. to see how long it dies. Yeah. Um, but uh, just using the paint can mixer things at Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> how, a bunch of them uh, how would you, if you had to build a machine that scientifically shakes a baby? I just told you uh, it uh, already a paint, exists. A paint shaker? I guess that would. <laughs> It's literally the perfect tool. All right, I would just, I would just, I feel like I, think I would, it would just be like, better uh, at that than it is at shaking paint. Right. <laughs> it seems like it seems like the paint, like it seems like they designed it to shake babies, and then and like, like, oh, the, we could put paint in here. The inventor was like, I think this is this is brilliant. We're gonna scientifically shake babies, and like Sears Roebuck was like, I don't know, <laughs> a better idea. I think uh, I don't know, if, I don't know, if, I don't know if that's gonna get our key demographics. Yeah. So they're the ones driving this whole false narrative that shaking a baby is even a thing so right. they don't lose their paint can shakers. But um, I guess, so is that their argument is that shaking baby theory is not real and that it never really okay. was and that it's a cover up for a lot of different illnesses that just sort of, you know, it, are they trying to claim like shaking a baby is like primordial, like miasma was for like Ebola and shit? So I familiarized myself with an organization called the California Innocence Project. Um, okay. There's versions of that all over the country, right? Mm -hmm. um, that basically they are nonprofits specifically designed with overturning people's convictions. And there are a ton of examples on their page. So they have a page just about shaken baby syndrome, which the headline of their little blog post about it is shaken baby syndrome's hypothesis has never been scientifically validated. So in other words that, yeah, it's not, it's not a. It doesn't have, um, I guess, like the real boundaries of any other condition, or, and that makes sense because it's random trauma, right? It, it is. It is. I guess exclusively like a baby has died. We don't know. Yeah. We assume it is because we saw a Mexican woman shaking it an hour ago. You know. Yeah. You know. So, so there's an example. Yeah, as an example, uh, Alan Jimenez. Um, has been in jail since like 92. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Was They're I right on with a Mexican? I just guessed that. I just assumed yeah, that's because yeah. I mean, I had a Mexican well, mom. So, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> He's know, been in jail since 1992. Uh -huh. His daughter, Priscilla, was born extremely ill because apparently there was feces getting into her amniotic fluid, which that is gross. Yeah, that's a thing. I yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. They, so, they, he, she's born yeah. extremely ill, violent, violent projectile vomiting, seizures, anemia, infections nonstop uh they finally get to take her home after like she's on 100 percent oxygen in the hospital they finally get to take her home and like she dies within like a day and they're like yeah you definitely shook this baby to death that it's like, sounds what? ridiculous because like, so so they tried this hard to keep her alive and then the second they get at home he's like why won't you stop crying yeah mm. and also it's a baby that is just like if you left it alone for 10 minutes it's gonna die 
You right. know, like we're talking, this thing is on the edge. I mean, because that even could just be like an example of just based on the last name, your typical trying to clean the streets by removing yeah. as many Mexicans off of them as possible. Yeah. So that what's interesting is that while obviously you can shake a baby to death, I think we'll agree. I mean, the science is out there. I, I've never we haven't found Do how many shakes it takes. That if I had a baby and two hours alone with it, and the only <laughs> thing I was allowed to do was shake it, I wouldn't kill it. Yeah. Oh no. You think I it would, could survive that? I, I let's let's uh, let's do the shake weight challenge. <laughs> uh, just attach a baby to a shake weight, and we'll just see I what could, setting. That's not enough power. You mm, doesn't have the core strength. We don't know. Do. We don't know. We don't know. We don't. Just know. <laughs> just duct taping shake weights all around it, <laughs> like fifteen <laughs> shake weights. <laughs> I, uh, all out of sync and just fucking. I mean, because like I, I don't really understand. I, I, so that seems like an instance where you. I don't think it disproves shaken baby syndrome. I think it just where's the proof that he shook the baby. Yeah, you know, I think I, what the thing here is it shouldn't be you can't shake a baby to death because that's stupid. Mm-hmm. The thing here should be we need to look closely at when it's deployed against people because first off, it's their fucking baby. You know the. It's, oh, fairness, yeah. Whoever owns it, you're gonna tell them they can't. Like, I get it if your nanny comes in and shake your baby. Obviously, yeah, that's not her property. Off. But if I shake my baby, right, and you want to come into my house, <laughs> <laughs> tell me how to shake my kid. Um, yeah. I uh, I don't know. I, I, I was trying to think about it. Um, because the California, yeah, I mean, so the 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 project that's sort of champion this is another. They they, they typically try to free innocent people by yeah. pulling up old DNA records and stuff like that. So it's an interesting it's an interesting merging of two sort of ideals. I think that now that I kind of know all the facts, I guess uh, in the Jimenez case, that makes that's a whale of a different case than uh, the McCarthy case, the Irish chick who very clearly someone did something to that baby. It doesn't get covered in fractures and bruises and ble- and breathe through its brain. Breathing through its brain. Ble- bleeding Ugh. through its brain. That's a, that's a child's a brain bleeding. Yeah, that's a tongue twister <laughs> right there. Uh, um, All right, you got this. Uh, you know, that, yeah, I don't know. That'd be like, you know, you, you see a guy on the ground outside of a Vegas strip club with his jaw broken. You're like, I don't know. It could be the flu. <laughs> you know, like, could, I be. could be. We don't know. We're not. I, yeah, I, I think f- it's. Yeah, my fist flew right into his jaw. <laughs> but I mean, I've, I've been on some dark parts of the Internet. I definitely know you can shake a baby. If you put them in a cardboard box and throw them down a flight of stairs, that will pretty much do it. Yeah, that makes sense. Unless I there's think- a lot of padding in there or peanuts or something. That's true. Well. I mean, that, again, the science. They say trust the science, but how many peanuts can you put into a box and then put a two-year-old in and then throw down a flight of stairs, and they're still fine? We don't know. The minimum number of peanuts to minimum keep number it safe? Peanuts, yeah, we need to start that algorithm. We'll call it minimum number of peanuts to survivability ratio. What's their, what's their LD50 for stairs? <laughs> Ooh, it's interesting because it's, it's an inverse LD50, right? Uh, lethal dose 50, I guess. Well, I mean, whatever. Because it's like yeah. that you need more instead of less. Right, 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 right. Or, okay. but what if they come out and they're just choking on all these peanuts? You know? Well, naturally. I would we duct tape their mouth shut. We don't know. You can't choke in your nose. That's true. I guess huh. you can. That's not true. Yeah, that's not true at all. <laughs> I mean, you can. I've... The peanuts are too big for the nose. Uh yeah, all right. They We're getting are. to the real science. We should, we should start the, um, <laughs> we should start an NPO to get to the bottom of this. 
Yeah, this sucks though. Anyways, hopefully uh, they figure out what that nanny did. Um, I did read the end of the article. I'm assuming. Yeah, I don't know just, if it. I'm assuming she's already. just in Ireland, drunkenly shaking more children. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I I don't know the whole th- that would seem like a weird. I, you read about all these cases where like nannies beat kids, and yeah. is that just that? Is it just women who shouldn't be nannies? Being nannies, so. or is it just that being a nanny has to be the worst job on the planet? Sierra used to be a nanny. Sierra, yeah. Do I remember this? In Did fact, that happen- here in Park, she was a nanny here in Park City for like when? a super. Oh wait, no, yeah, like a super rich family. When was I, uh, like I don't I know, like this. ten, fifteen years ago? 10 oh, years ago, okay. Maybe I think maybe Missy was a nanny. I can't remember. Not for like a very. I think she she had an offer for a nanny, but like the compensation was bullshit. Yeah, they like, were like, uh, it was fine. Like, they didn't like mistreat her that much or anything, but like, it was weird how she was like the only conduit between the kids and the parents. Well, well I mean, that's whatever. It's depressing. I, I feel but like, I, yeah, I would fuck those kids up, obviously. <laughs> like, I would never be, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I couldn't be, one, I'm a man, so no one would trust me, you know, period. I don't think I used to be a babysitter when we were in high school. Really? No one would ever trust me with a kid. Just one family, though, that was like a family friend. Ah, yeah. I can't even get my neighbor, I was like, I've been trying to convince my neighbor to uh, uh, let me take him and his son shooting, you know, with like my little plinking rifles and stuff, and uh, they'll they'll usually like be open to it, and then something will come up during dinner. Where I'm like telling a joke, and they're like, "All right, actually, we are not gonna do this. We're not going <laughs> like, the range with you. We're not gonna go there. Well, we were we were talking about um, Christmas, right? It's Christmas time, and yeah. this is this is the last tangent we'll get to before we have to get to the Bible. But uh, but yeah, I was for real. I was trying to explain. They were like talking about like uh, Christmas trees, and my neighbor's German, right? Uh-huh. And uh, we were like, "Yeah, we went to the Christmas tree lighting in Winter Park." And he was like, "Christmas tree lighting." And I was like, "They don't have Christmas trees where you're from in Germany." And he's like, "Well, we have Christmas trees." But and like yeah. we're all just we're all, we're all just attacking him. <laughs> we're like, yeah. I don't have this where you're from in Germany and, and socialist secular Germany. And he's like, no, we have yeah. Christmas trees. Like, but we, what is a lighting? I'm like, yeah, the whole town gets together and we just light a Christmas tree together and we take our kids. Like, I don't understand. Like, they're like, what do you, they don't have this where you're from. Yeah, and uh, I was like, it's funny because actually Germany created Christmas tree light. I don't know if you knew this, Andreas. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, I don't know if you know, know. about the. Uh, Anabaptist re- re- revolution in uh, Munster, <laughs> but they, uh, you know, they caught a but they, they 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 seized a town, they secured themselves, and then when the government finally broke through, they ripped them apart and lit them on fire. And the people liked it so much that they're like, "What are we going to do next year?" So Christmas trees, white Christmas, <laughs> and like they're like, "Yeah, we're not letting you around our kid." Like, oh, I hate that. You story. should force. You should get around their kid anyway. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to break it. I'm going to kidnap the motherfucker. Hell yeah, that's badass. But I don't know. There's like a deep urge in me to like make that kid more American because he's getting raised by a bunch of foreigners. I just yeah. want like like they're like, "Oh, guns are evil." It's like I'll teach you evil. I'm going to arm you. And then tell your parents are the evil ones. Just see how it shakes out. <laughs> so anyway, okay. so, so this is the I'm Bible. <laughs> I was trying to get a tie-in to the episode today, but there's no way. Yeah, there's no, we're there's not going to get there. We're just let's just we're just going to do the Bible. We're going to get to it today. Yeah. Just rambling. Right. You know, this is just like a Christmas app, man. I'm just sitting here, sipping my coffee, and That's I true. think this is going to be. We probably a great- won't have an app on Christmas Day, right? Huh? We're not going to have an app the day after Christmas, right? <clears throat> I got to travel. 
You're traveling? Oh, you know, we, yeah. we'll just ramble all day long if we allow ourselves to. Let's get to the podcast. But uh, no, we won't have a Christmas app. Okay. But so no as for next a, week, well, when does this release? This releases on the twentieth or the nineteenth. Uh, releases today. Yeah, today the nineteenth. So 19th, the next episode so. will be the twenty sixth. Boxing Day in Canada for oh, the Canadian yuck. listeners. Fuck those guys. Um, yeah, like what is it about Christmas that makes you want to box with people? I don't get it. Oh, um, you're listening to the Revelations podcast. We're on, I'm Grant. Do you steal that from Sesame Street? I'm Cole. And uh, this is who <laughs> got me. This is episode one four seven. Yeah, exciting. This is the first time in a long time that I knew the episode. I think that's a prime number. I never stop know. and look it up. It probably prime. isn't. Um, but um, yeah, what were we talking about? The Bible. Yeah, well, it's a Christmas episode, you know. And I think I think it's going to be a good episode because. Isaiah is really delving into the nature of God and why we even have a Christmas. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, I, I mean, I'm titling this chapter, The Beatings Shall Continue Until Morale Improves. Uh, 147 is 3 times 49, so it's oh, not prime. Well, that makes sense. Which Shit. means it's also divisible by 7 and 21. Um, good, yeah, that's good a good content. name for the episode. Thanks for... Uh, <laughs> People are probably freaking out about that. It's probably 149 then is a whatever. Who this knows? is a good episode uh, so far. And yeah, I like that title. We can, um, I don't, we'll see. We'll see about that. So we're starting off this week in chapter five. Um, we've been going really slow and we're going to continue to go really slow, I think, because this stuff is dense as shit. Um, yeah, Isaiah's a big one, and I mean, I don't want to keep saying that every episode because we're gonna have, we're gonna say that like eighty times by the time we're done yep. here. Like I say, it's a, a big one, but he's a. To recap, I know we've said it, but like to recap, a recap to recap, Isaiah is a big deal prophet who shows up right around the time things are going south. The Assyrians yeah. ha- are either in the process. That's right around the time the Assyrians are beginning their destruction of the northern tribes, mm-hmm. and it's. The moment right before the steep decline of the southern tribes, Judah, Benjamin, and uh, who's the third one? It's Judah, Benjamin, and um, a couple other fucking loser tribes, but whatever. Yeah. But, um, no, no, that's... That's it. Judah and Benjamin, yeah. 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 It was ten tribes. I guess Levi, too? Uh, the Levites were kind of everywhere. They didn't have land yeah. in the but, same I mean, there's, that's, you know, they're there, they though. cities, but anyway, whatever. But um, the point is, is, like, it's... <sighs> It's hard to describe. It feels like it's written, first of all, it's written retrospectively from a country yeah. trying to understand the reason for their own destruction, right? Or justify mm-hmm. it or explain it away, you know. How does the nation ruled by the one true God, created by the one true God, protected by the one true God, get their ass kicked by a bunch of savages, by a bunch of fucking nobodies. It's a good question. And so, yeah, this is them kind of scrambling, I guess, to come up with some of those answers. Well, you see it a lot for the fact filling it in. Yeah. You you see it a lot. I see it a lot in cults kind of, you know, or, uh, you know, this is doomsday. Wait, no, this is doomsday. But you kind of saw it a lot, even in the Bible, like even referring to cults within the Bible, you know, when they're like, oh, how did we lose that battle? Oh, well, last week somebody stole 
a gold necklace that they were supposed to give to the temple. And then they forgot to do it. Like, oh, that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. So we all died because of something some guy did way back then. That oh, that yeah, yeah. We all agree that that's. It's not that. It's not that our God isn't real or that our victory isn't assured. Because I'm really, I need that to be true for sure. But it's some bullshit about how a guy did a thing once and now we're fucked. You know. Yeah, and that's. I mean, it's it's all about um, like the whole. Because that even still exists, like just world theory and stuff, where people, right. you want things to be for a reason, you know, yeah. or to make sense. You don't want to just be like, oh wait, no, these guys are stronger than us, or no, there was bad weather this year. Like that's not an, enough for for people. Why I did think. our Why did our crops die? It's because your daughter's a whore, Robert. Like, oh yeah, that's right, naturally. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's who's to blame. We should kill her. We should, pretty um, spear style. So chapter five, my Bible tiles it God's disappointing vineyard. Oh, mine is the song of the vineyard, which is more optimistic, but is also <laughs> just as awful as yours is. So. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's basically. But I this this the reason why Isaiah is so dense, I think, is that I don't know. It just pisses me the fuck off. Um, this one's a bad one for that, in my opinion. So so basically, the to sum it up. The Bible basically has God being like, well, now let me sing to my beloved, a song of my beloved regarding his vineyard. My well-beloved has a vineyard on a very fruitful hill. He dug it up and cleared out its stones and planted it with the choicest vine. He built a tower in its midst and also made a wine press in it. He expected it to bring forth good grapes, but it brought forth wild grapes. Okay, summary. He puts all this work into making the perfect vineyard on fertile land. Everything should be good to go, but despite all this, the grapes suck dick. Let's, no re- no let's break that why. down. So obviously it's a reference to the I fact that <laughs> obviously it's a reference to the fact that God created Jerusalem, created yeah. Israel, cre- uh, stole this land from a bunch of uh, Palestinians and Philistines and Canaanites and savages and yeah. had his people wipe them out. He, I mean, going back to Joshua, he told them definitely kill every man, woman, and child you find. They spared yeah. a few people. So really, it's their fault. It's really Joshua's fault. I agree. Um, but, you know, the whole point is that he created this perfect nation for you guys. It's got olive trees, you know, buck up. Um and despite all that, he put in all this work to make things perfect, but someone's fucking it up, and it ain't his fault, right? It's got to yeah. be the people's fault. And There's something deep and dark going on beneath the surface. It's not just yeah, right. the, the times are changing. God made this perfect nation as well as he could, gave them everything that they needed to become perfect, and somehow they still fucked it up, and the people are wicked. Which, I, I don't know, to me it's like... um. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I almost want to say like a Josh Duggar situation. Uh, Josh Duggar just obviously is uh, found guilty of tons of violent, brutal child porn. He went full Jared style. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if Jared had as... Well, Jared's... We should talk about Jared. Jared was super fucked up. I don't know if you knew the extent of his crimes, but... Did he have uh, like petabytes or something? Well, that's not even... Let, let, let's at the end of this episode. Let's talk about Jared. Okay, we'll circle back because you do not know what Jared was doing. But it, it okay, it, it, it is. Uh, it's an interesting thing because he might actually be going free due to a technicality on what is considered right, child porn. But, gotcha. but we'll let's, get it. We'll, but we'll, we'll get Josh Duggar 
definitely a fucking pervert and pedophile and child molester and molested his own sisters and super fucked up dude. And the point yeah. is, like, you know, uh, the Duggar family and their quiverful movement and all their yeah. bullshit about yeah. how, like, they're creating soldiers for Christ. And, you know, how do you make a perfect family? Well, we're going to tell you how. This is how you do it. You, one, take away women's agency in all formats so they can exist fully and solely to serve men. That's step one, you know. Okay, check. Step two, keep them pregnant, ignorant, and barely let them read, you know. Their job is to fuck and clean. And then three, just let the men do whatever the fuck they want, you know, because they've got the Bible. They got it, you know. And well, they then, have to do some of the stuff the Bible says, to be ki- fair. Yeah, kind of. But here we have – but every instance of it is that everyone's pretty fucked up. Josh Duggar, the, the, the patriarch, is definitely a fucked up dude. But Josh Duggar, the golden child, out the gate just molesting people and being an overall piece of shit. I believe he's one of the ones that got caught on Ashley Madison yes. through the, the leak. So he just – just a garbage from start to finish, you know. And, well, and at if, least he used to like grown women by the sound <laughs> of it, <laughs> you know. But my point is, you're claiming the the quiverful movement, and these people are claiming that they're creating a perfect environment and setup to live fruitful, justful lives where your kids are obedient and they turn out okay, and yet their grapes are fucking rotten, you know. Yeah. So, what happens next? He realizes that despite all this work he had done to make the perfect Christian nation, sorry, <laughs> Jewish nation, <laughs> Jewish nation, yeah, it, the, the the Duggar stuff got me messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, despite doing all this work that God did into planning it out, you know, making them walk around in the desert for forty years—that's a good way to start off a country. Yeah, um, yeah. letting them be slaves pe- for four hundred years also teaches them manners yeah. or Ma- whatever. Making them uh, bloodthirstily kill women and children. These are all great ways to set up. A good nation, right? right? Develop some good war crimes. Um, look at America. We're thriving. Yeah. So he does all this. But despite all that, it goes bad. So what does he do? So I want to Are focus you trying on to tell s- me that you can't build a nation on the backs of genocide? Because, I mean, what do you call Bet. What do you call Mississippi? <laughs> Every first world country. Um, so he goes, he's built this perfect vineyard. For some reason, the grapes aren't working. Instead of saying, maybe I need to work on, you know, the chemical makeup of my soil, or maybe I need to get more water, or maybe, you know, I planted the wrong time of year. Instead of thinking any of this, he immediately destroys the vineyard, breaks it down brick by brick, mows, like, scythes down every plant, turns it into rubble. I will I will okay. plant thorns, and I will command the rain not to fall. I... Why? Why? It doesn't make. We're going to come to this later because they're going to talk about morality and kind of what's wrong with. One of the things that's wrong. We'll come back to it later. But one of the things that's wrong. But for this metaphor, I'm saying, what the fuck? It it does it does make God, and this is a consistent theme. It makes God look like an absolute fucking maniac, you know. Yes. And if we're going to claim that God is perfect and he is justice incarnate and stuff like that, the idea that, well. My people didn't turn out the way I meant to. If we go back to the Duggar um, uh, analogy, you know, okay, you find out your kid's a little fucked up. He's molesting sisters. He doesn't understand boundaries in part 
because you raised him from birth to believe that women were subservient to men and yeah. that sex is evil, but also we need to procreate as much as possible. So you got a yeah. confused bag of cats in that kid's brain. But For sure. then you find out he's molesting his sisters and he's off the fucking rails. What do you do? Imagine if they're like, let's execute him. Like, there's no redeeming. Like, it's already too far gone. I'm not, you know, I did everything I could. Even though what you did created this environment, yeah. you're not taking any responsibility for how you created this situation. And your response is, I'm going to now kill it. Uh, I would almost say it's like when someone raises a dog and all they do is treat it with hate and beat it, you know, and starve it and kick it. And then it bites a kid. They're like, well, I guess I got to put it down, you know. And it's like, well, you made this mess. Like, who are you blaming? The dog's just bad, bro. Dogs can be bad. It's like, no, you you gave these people the kings. You created this nation. You forced everything that they got. I don't know how God is claiming that he's all powerful made all this happen but then it's like i don't know man they're just fucking twisted there's nothing i can do about it yeah and then this idea that the only response again is not to try harder right like anytime that if you go out and you try to be a farmer and it doesn't work it is your fucking fault right now maybe it's maybe it's nothing that you should feel bad about right i i'm ignorant to most like horticultural knowledge so but if I go out and try to start a farm, it's probably not going to work, and it's because of me. It's not because of this vague idea of the grapes are bad. These grapes right? are fucking gay. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. There's no such thing as bad grapes. You know, they don't have fucking minds. And so, what's funny? Obviously, this is just a metaphor, right? right? And it's not maybe supposed to be taken this literally. But what's funny is that it applies perfectly, like you're saying. <laughs> it, it, if you take the metaphor more literally, it still works, and it makes this sound dumb. I think because they are just grapes. Yeah, I, I mean it doesn't. It again, I don't. I think coming from the point of view of that, this is a Bible. Who I would almost say at this point knows their God doesn't exist, so yeah. they're just sort of trying to retroactively justify how they could lose, right? Yeah. Where yeah, oh well, of course God would destroy the nation of Israel. That's that's Plan A. Like you know, and, and I, I think we've had. Was there a prophet between Samuel and Isaiah? There was uh, Elijah, right? Uh, yeah. Elijah. He was between them, I think. There was a few prophets that I guess were ignored, so you could almost claim that God has tried yeah. to warn them or tried to correct them, but I, I don't know. It-, it-, it seems like if God's way of speaking to the people is one crazy guy yelling... Yeah, who- who remember is a piece of shit that sent bears after children for joking about his bald spot. Yeah. 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 So, you know, like, well, I did my best. I sent one crazy guy, like God's all powerful. And according to this fucking book, you know, had a personal relationship with the people of Israel existed as a cloud commanded them directly. But somehow after Moses, like, by the way, I want to be very clear for no fucking reason. I am no longer going to have a physical presence on earth. I'm just going to be a bunch of myth and bullshit. And don't worry. I gave you a bunch of laws that, uh, should keep you good. I, you know, if there's anything we know about laws is that if it's illegal, people don't fuck around with it. Correct. Prohibition is the only effective means yeah, of doing yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. The Bible disproves gun control is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, you know, so the, the argument that he's like, well, I've done all I can. I've done absolutely nothing. And we're out of ideas. So it's decided to destroy Israel 
And that's my plan. Which, again, God gave them their leaders. He forced them to split up. Again, you know, because how does... How do you how do you as a people justify your nation getting destroyed internally first through civil war and a schism? Yeah. Uh, except that well, God probably wanted he liked it, you know. But then even kind of coming back to it, like the whole reason for their bullshit spoiled day to day fucking country is, in my opinion, because God so loved David that he allowed Judah to do whatever the fuck they wanted without punishment. So if you're, if God's wondering, oh, I wonder why they turn out to be such assholes, uh, because you've been deliberately allowing them to be. And yeah. being like, well, I like David, so I'm going to let you guys keep raping and killing, because, you know. I mean, God made man in his own image. He knows the exact nature of man. He knows what drives them. He knows, you know, when to carrot, when to stick, you would think, but he clearly doesn't. So. Zero carrot. Yeah. Except, of course, their ability to, like, wage war sometimes. No, That's no, no. the carrot. So his carrot is is literally just riches for their leaders, <laughs> That's as true. far as it I can tell. It doesn't seem like it's a, to the people, I guess. Well, yeah. if the leaders are rich, then they don't... Um, Trickle-down economics, baby. <laughs> Every time. Um, the, hilariously, this little story about the vineyard ends with... Okay, it's super ham-fisted, right? You start reading this, you immediately know what he's talking about. But then in verse 7, it says, By the way, the vineyard of the Lord Almighty is the nation of Israel, and the people of Judah are the vines that he delighted in. And he looked for justice, but he saw bloodshed. For righteousness, but he, uh, looked for righteousness, but heard cries of distress. So basically, oh, just so you know, it was like a political cartoon. Like, at the very end, they go back and label <laughs> every Garrison, fucking yeah. single thing in the picture. Right. We should do um, that with our non-existent Twitter account. We should just make, like, a Ben Garrison-style post that's, like, God burning down his vineyard, and the vineyard just says Jews. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, Bible, Bible political. I, 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 I know fun. we've talked about this, but, um, well, we'll get to the end of fifth at five, but just, like, how God burns the vineyard. Also uh, shitty, but we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, so the next verse, couple verses, are, are just verses about Texas. It says, Woe to you who add house to house and join field to field till there is no space left. And you live alone in the land. That is literally Texas. <laughs> yeah. So God, basically God's saying who he hates. And he yeah. specifically is calling out two people. I mean, this isn't an inclusive list. But he hates people who are wealthy who are building up these giant mansions and gobbling up all the land, you know, you know, creating a housing market crisis. And then two, the dedicated drunk, the kind of drunk that wakes up early in the morning, ooh, can't wait to start my day, immediately starts drinking, you know, having, having a little bit of beer here and there. And then by the time they get to nighttime, they're just guzzling wine like a fucking louse. I think he sounds cool. does sound cool. That's not a bad, I mean, honestly, I mean, if, uh, you know, I would turn to drugs if I lived here. Yeah. So he talks about uh, how everything is basically going to go to shit, right? Um, that a 10-acre vineyard will produce only a bath of wine, that a homer of seed will yield only an FF of grain. <laughs> I looked up what a bath is, and it's six gallons. Oh. So it's saying that a 10-acre vineyard would only make six gallons of wine. And I was like, that sounds fine. Like, that's a lot of wine. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of land. Grapes are small. I, mean, I think you're trying to sell. I mean, I could definitely go through six gallons. Of, I mean, I hate wine, but... If yeah. I, if I I can definitely go through six gallons of beer. I can definitely do that. I did. So after thinking for legitimately thinking for a second, I'm like, that's not bad. I went and Googled it. And I guess 10 acres should output about 6,000 gallons. Of <laughs> so, so fun fact. You're not, you're not maximizing you're the output of your land. <laughs> yeah, but I like uh, bespoke grapes. 
There's like one great plant. Right. It just has a whole like... field all to itself. It's just <laughs> yeah. staying nice and chill. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So yeah, basically the land is going to be shitty is what this means, right? No, uh, it's funny. God is actually making the vineyard bad. Unironically. Yeah. He's making the vineyard go bad. He's so, punishing their vineyards because they're not a good vineyard themselves, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so then it talks about the drunk people. Uh, it talks about how my people are going to go into exile, it says, for their lack of understanding. Which, you know, you're the professor here. They should, If they're going to know shit, you're the one that has to teach them. <laughs> did he give them a fair chance, though? I mean, he did give them the Levites. He did give them Deuteronomy. But I, I, I think also you have the total breakdown of it in um, the time of Judges. You know, like if, say, if you're wondering why the people have completely forgotten, it's because you left them to their own devices. You, but with almost no structure, just absolute bullshit. You know, fuck this fair chance idea. Straight up facts. The only way that God could give me a fair chance is having not created me. All right, That's I true. didn't opt in for this shit. I didn't yeah. check the box. I didn't want to be here. Fuck off. Um, all right but i guess my point is uh yeah so i don't know so he's like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna enslave them i'm gonna kill them all good work i I meant to do this i didn't shit my pants on accident you guys i meant to do it yeah uh very cool um he keeps talking blah 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 lambs will feed among the ruins of the rich right everything's gonna turn back into a pasture uh they're gonna get fucked up Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Yeah, deep stuff. Thanks, Solomon, I'm assuming, for putting that one together. Who put darkness for light and light for darkness? Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter? So th- oh, we, we get it. This is this is an interesting point, because I, I literally wrote down here, are we the baddies? Because the argument is like, oh, there's nothing God hates more than people who try to reason morals with logic, right? Uh-huh. But the irony is that to me, creating a population that you then handicap or raise improperly and then deciding to enslave, torture, and kill them as punishment for not following the barbaric rules that you barely taught them seems kind of fucked up. Ergo, yeah. reason for their... you know, like I feel like there's a bunch of people being like, I don't know, man. I feel like us getting raped and murdered by the Assyrians is kind of I don't think God's cool. And he's like, well, that's why you're going to get raped and murdered by the Babylonians. Like, all right, I guess. I don't know if you've proven me wrong here, but sure. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, he he continues to talk about how awful things are going to be. His anger is burning against the people. He's beating the shit out of them. It says his hand is raised. He's striking them down. And it's, it's kind of interesting. So it talks about all this awful stuff he's going to do. He says dead bodies are like refuse in the streets. So like there are so many corpses that it's just like stacking up like trash. He says, yet for all of this, his anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised. He lifts up a banner for the distant nations. He whistles for those at the ends of the earth. Here they come swiftly and speedily. So basically God is turning every other nation on earth, literally, mm-hmm. into mercenaries just to kill Jews. He's a real anti semite wild. Yeah. You know, I mean, I who was that? Uh, God, who was that quote? Was it? It wasn't Caitlin Bennett. It was someone similar but worse that was trying to argue that, like, uh, it was some some Twitter uh, anti-Semite t- Twitter that you follow with our old what? account. 
Not not oh, ironically, oh, okay. ironically yeah, following, okay. you know. But their, their argument was like, yeah, Jews, if you've been kicked out of 130 countries, I think you're the problem. Oh, you know? yeah, that's But right. the argument is like, well, that's Jesus. God's doing. You know, God here is saying like, yeah, by the way, I'm going to turn all the nations against you. I am going to create a planet filled with anti-Semites because you guys weren't good enough Jews. So, again, supporting the people, by the way, I hate you fucking Jews so much that I'm going to call on all the other nations who actively hate God <laughs> to come well, destroy you, what's left of a bunch of people who just don't worship him the way he wants them to. You got to think that that's so that sounds like you're getting them with that one, right? Like a zinger. Yeah. But they actually believe that. Like I've heard many evangelicals say without reservation that the Holocaust happened so that the Jews would go back to Israel so that the apocalypse could happen, you know, whatever. Well, that, I mean, that makes sense, but that sound that's a little bit different. I would, I would be more interested if an evangelical said that the Holocaust happened because God hates the Jews because they True. had their terrible cr- poles or something. That's equivalent to what's happening here. God's like, yeah, I'm going to like it's punishment. I'm going to create a global Holocaust against my people as punishment because I fucking hate the Jews. I'm God. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone said that yet. Although, you I know, mean, I apples am. and oranges. Apples and oranges. The Assyrians and the Babylonians destroying them is because God's an anti-Semite. I'll call well, it out Isn't right this now. worse than the Holocaust? I mean, it's it's certainly more effective than Hitler's Holocaust. They almost If it hadn't been for the Persians, then there probably wouldn't be Jews anymore. They would be a cast yeah. aside people like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of yeah. that. I would almost say like the Armenians or something, or the Kurds. You know, some kind of stateless people. Hey, they're still kicking. Around. They're going to have. They're going to rise. Yeah. Up. Well, I mean, the Jews still existed in Babylon. You know, they they yeah. still had a people there, but um, you know, I mean, like you know, they're they're living essentially inside a hostile nation that yeah, begrudgingly allows them to be there. But uh, yeah, keep whispering. Um, so that's <laughs> that's most of what's left in chapter five. He, he's talking more about. How angry the enemies are going to be, blah, 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 blah. Uh, chapter six is interesting. Totally changes course, right? We've been talking. This has just been Isaiah, like, diarrhea wording. Musing, maybe, you know, yeah. like giving us some backstory. Yeah, just blah, 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 blah. So now he wants to talk about where he came from. Um, it's like a chosen one backstory. It's very fucking self-congratulatory bullshit. Um, basically, he's saying that. When King Isaiah died, he saw God sitting on his throne, you know, looking all majestic with a bunch of seraphim. It says that the seraphim had uh, six wings each, two wings covering their eyes, two wings covering their feet, and then two for flying. And so I got curious. I was like, the fuck is that? You know, why would they have all these wings? What are they doing with them? And so I go to the internet and I'm like, why do seraphim have six wings? And of course, like I go to Quora because that's where you get the most reliable information. <laughs> yeah. And everyone is just saying, oh, because of Isaiah 6 2. And I'm like, yeah, idiots. I know where it comes from. We're asking, why do they have six wings, though? What's the reasoning behind that? Finally, I scrolled a little bit. I got to the guy who answered. Are you ready? All right. Isaiah 6 2. Seraphim stood above him, blah, 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 with six wings, two over their face, two over their feet, and two that flew. He says, Isaiah was given a vision. In my opinion, 
It is a vision of another life form from another planet where the intelligent life form there can fly. The normal flight ability consists of the main power wings plus the auxiliary steering wings, two in front, <laughs> two behind. To fly without using the auxiliary steering wings is a feat of balancing comparable to walking on a tightrope or doing flips on a balance beam. Presumably, the other life form has never fallen and their worship proceeds in their own way. The nearest analogy to our spectacles might be such events as the halftime show at a football game, but it is an exercise of worship Isaiah is privileged to observe. So the argument is, is that they probably need all six wings to fly properly, yeah. but the best flyers can fly with just two wings and then use them to cover their eyes and feet. Yeah, it's like a halftime show. Yeah. Right, that makes sense. <laughs> that sounds right to me. Uh, uh, he, he he keeps going, but that's probably enough of that. So um, I I am kind of like I mean I don't know how long I. It would be better if we kept a better score of like timeline here, because basically Isaiah says he's in the year that Uzziah died. There's going to yeah. be two more kings, Jotham and Ahaz. Uh-huh. Before you get to Hezekiah, who's like the more significant of those three. So yeah, there's yeah. there's He's three like really now granted one. granted um Ahaz died when he was thirty six and uh I think Jotham was only king by himself for oh God, we gotta go back. A few years. A few years, yeah. He wasn't yeah. there long. I think he was deposed. Uh, I'm like reading because because he was deposed and then died. I, I don't think he finished out his full term. He might have been one of those guys that was murdered, but because that, that all kind of burns into my brain, I don't really care. I need to look at it. Yeah, but um, needless to say, it's confusing, and we can maybe do because next week or next episode when we talk about Ahaz, we'll just come with more of that detail. Yeah. But the the point is there was a few kings between this point and Hezekiah, which is, I believe, where... I think it's Hezekiah where... Because we'd have to go way back. That's kings. Where... Yeah. Um, Isaiah actually shows up in their book, too. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, he has, like, little cameos. But basically, to, to kind of sum you up so you can keep up with what we've been talking about. Isaiah recounts a time where he physically meets God and God is flanked by a couple of seraphim, which is a class of angel that have six wings and they're flying with two of them and then covering their face and feet with the other four wings. Yes, and they're singing too, which is cool, I guess. Seraphim do sing. There's a mention there, part of the choir of angels. Yeah. Anyway, so they're singing. They're singing specifically, "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory." Yeah, doesn't really rhyme, but whatever. What do I know? I'm not a rapper. <laughs> but the point is, like, just so you're aware, God is so far above sin. Like the way they glorify, like it, it, it's, it's a bad song, right? But yeah. my concordance is like obviously the angels are implying that God is so far removed from even the idea of sin. Like nothing yeah. God do could be considered sin. Killing all your people cool wiping out the entire race of jews excellent cool perfect needed to be done so isaiah is sitting there he sees this unfold right he sees god himself he sees all these flying six-winged beasts and instead of saying what the fuck he's like (laughs) he says 
oh woe to me i'm ruined i have unclean lips i can't i can't be fucking talking to, to god i can't i can't have a, a seat with the almighty and so an angel's like i got you and it flies down and it has a coal that it took from the altar and it puts it in his mouth and it's like there you're clean yeah. obviously yeah you know you know how I, like when you're uh you know how when your mom would catch you cursing she would just take a hot coal and put it in your mouth same thing i wish she oh, yeah. used to make me drink chicken blood. The the point um, is is that God Isaiah meets God, says, I am not clean enough to speak to God himself. And the angel's like, Alright, bro, guess what? You've been forgiven. Which is cute. It is cute. So so he he cleans his mouth with the coal, and then he said and then God is saying, Alright, you know, I gotta let the Jews know what's up. Who should I send? Who's gonna go for us? And Isaiah's like, I'm right here, brother. Yeah. Like, why even it's Let's real go. convenient I that Isaiah is the only guy that saw this, though. Just by chance. Also, and am I taking crazy pills? But we we kind of, that's why I'm remembering it. But didn't God specifically tell Moses, "I'm not going to talk to another person ever again that isn't you"? Correct. Hmm. But you know, the rules are made to be broken, right? Um. So that said, this is where it actually completely goes insane for me. I don't know if you read it this way. But this part is fucking crazy. I thought so it was God sarcasm, to, but go for it. What? Really? Yeah. So we'll read read the text, and then we'll, okay. we'll talk about it. So God, you know, Isaiah says, here I am, God, send me. And God says, all right, here's what you're going to go do. Tell the people this. Tell them to be ever hearing, but never understanding, ever seeing, but never perceiving. And then that's the end of the quote. He says, that's what you tell the people. And then God says, make the heart of this people calloused. Make their ears dull and close their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. Okay, so God is saying your job is to be a fucking saboteur. Right. To go into the Jewish people, to Judah, and to make sure that they do not come back from their ways. I'm too mad. Like, I'll have to forgive them if they start acting right. Make sure that doesn't happen. Make sure they stay on the fucked path. I mean, there's certainly precedence because that's what he did to Egypt, you know? Yes. So when a nation pisses him off, he certainly has a precedence where he's like, listen, I'm going to offer a plea deal, but I, I'm going to convince their defense attorney, no, nah, man, let's take it to trial. I'm sure it's going to be good. We can take him, you know? Yeah. It it, 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 it sounds like God is playing both sides to the same um, culmination of events, you know, I, I'm going to send you Isaiah to convince the people to ignore my pleas. I want, I'm going to send you to them so that they keep down this path because I've already decided I'm going to kill them, but I want to offer them. I want to pretend that I'm offering them a chance out of it, but I'm really not. You know, it, it, it feels yeah. like a, like it's a um, like uh, <laughs> a por- performance. That a lot of corporations do this. Where when a employee is struggling, they offer a yeah. performance improvement plan. You know, like, hey, man, just so you know, you're on the razor's edge of getting fired. But we're going to give you these. We're going to put you on extra special probation. We're going to monitor you. We're going to yeah. give you these ways to improve your performance so you can hold on to your job. And then, like, imagine, like, secretly they send a second guy who's just, like, at lunch with him. Like, hey, man, have a beer. What are you, a pussy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sabotage from the start. Because right. they already decided they want to fire him. Yeah, yeah. They've That's already what- decided they want to fire him, but for legal reasons, they want on paper that they gave him a chance. Yes, which is obviously horseshit, right? Mm-hmm. They fucking fire him. You know, kill him or don't. It's it's insane that 
God would have to do this. God would have to send someone to make sure his people keep fucking up so that he gets to kill them because he has a huge fucking murder boner. That's basically what this comes down to. Um, Which is fun, right? That's great. Good for God. Yeah, he's a cool guy. So what? Uh, then Isaiah asks him, he says, all right, so for how long do I have to do this? And God does not spare any details. He says, you have to do this until the cities lie ruined and without habitants, till the houses are left deserted and the fields are ruined and ravaged, until the Lord has sent everyone far away and the land is utterly forsaken. And though a tenth remains in the land, it will again be laid to waste. But as the terebinth and oak leave stumps when they are cut down, so the holy seed will be the stump in the land. I don't even know what that means. So the, the, to sum up, what God is saying is like, he's like, well, well, you know, how long am I going to convince the people to be wicked and stupid? And God goes, until Israel is utterly destroyed. If Israel is a great and mighty oak tree, I am going to cut that shit down to the stump. But stumps can grow back. Yeah. They can yeah. grow little saplings. They can rebuild. They'll never be the same tree per se, but what's left, that little stump has the possibility to regain life yeah so one-tenth of jews are going to stay in the holy land basically which they're going to be that stump again talking to the motivations of the author and what he would have been thinking as he's writing this shit i mean what is the narrative here oh so you're post babylon you're living in your little baby what's left of your little fucking country you know it's a fraction of what it once was you are a shadow of your former self You were at the height of your glory during David and Solomon, and now you are basically a shitty city. Imagine you're, um, I don't know, uh, (laughs) I'm trying to think of, like, some shitty shithole city in, like, um, Mississippi, right? Okay. And there was a time where you were a major cultural hub, and you had all these slaves, and you were perfect. And then the Civil War happens, and now your rails have been destroyed, your industry is slashed, you got your ass kicked by the North. And you're trying to, like, justify, well, how could this happen? How could we lose? Be like, well, you know, we're still the best, though, kind of. Let's let's wave our Confederate flag. Because the argument yeah. here is, yes, Israel was destroyed, but it needed to be destroyed. But don't worry. We, the remaining survivors, that fucking stump that was left, we're left for a reason, guys. We're the best. We're here to reclaim. We're, we're, the, we're the chosen, chosen, chosen people meant to be here for a reason. There's a reason we stuck around, because we're superior. Despite yeah. getting our asses kicked for a thousand years. And just you wait. Judah will rise again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's that's kind of, you know, that's the whole point. It's like, yes, you know, there will be nothing but a stump left, but it's a holy stump. It's a yeah. stump God created perfectly to be like his perfect stump. He got rid of all the chaff. What's left is the best of the best. Yeah. We, we, we survived for a lie. reason. Yep. Yeah. It's a good ass stump. Super cool. Uh, well, that is chapter six, and that will be episode one forty-seven in the bag. Unless you got what else do you want to no, talk that's about? It. Uh, big themes. I don't think there's anything else to say. I mean, so. nothing that we haven't already covered. That God is setting up the destruction of Israel from the point of view of Isaiah, right? But again, you know, I, I think the continuing theme of trying to justify how the greatest nation known to man could be destroyed and yeah. justifying as why that's a good thing. And yeah. then also trying to rebuild the self-esteem of a formerly enslaved people, you know, 
you yeah. know, a bunch of but these Jews are like we was kings, you know. Oh, we were the best, you know. We're back, you know. Yeah, living in their sure. government funded housing, you know. Okay, I see what you're doing. This is good. <laughs> this is good content. Uh, folks, if you don't already, please uh, send us. A, wait, ah, fuck! I keep saying that because I said it a million times, but you can't follow us on Twitter, but you can send us an email. Podcast at gmail.com is the address. Shoot us something. Let us know what's up. Let us know if you like Cole's joke that he just made. What about a formerly enslaved the- people who were then put into government housing by a, uh, by their sure. uh, parent nation who then kept them there? But uh, Tell me about Jared. And, oh, yeah. you guys. So I don't know. If, did I talk about this yet? Do you not know about Jared Fogel? This is the craziest I mean, shit ever. So I'll... I knew he had a lot of porn. I'll sum it up. So Jared Fogel is just a guy, right, in college, fat fuck, right, decides he's going to start eating six-inch subs with low-fat, like no mayonnaise, no mustard, just low-fat options, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Loses a fuck ton of weight. Everyone knows that probably, right? Of course, yes. Jared Fogel gets picked up by a local college newspaper who are like, hey, look at this fat guy. Look at these big old pants. He lost a bunch of weight eating Subway. Subway's like, dude, this is our new... Face of Subway, Jared, walking, eating Subways. We're actually health food now, right? Yeah. What about the, uh, wasn't there a firefighter too? Was he a pedophile? A firefighter? What the fuck are you talking about? Clay Henry. Who's Clay Henry? It's Henry, Clay Henry. Dun, 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 uh, look Henry. it up. Now I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, he's like, they he just... was like their Jared. He was another Jared. Clay. I'm just wondering if Subway sandwiches make you a pervert. <laughs> Clay Henry, famous beer drinking dead goat. No, and mayor of West Texas border town of Lajitas was attacked by local uh, Jim Barb Hagrov and castrated. Is that what you're talking about? No, I think I'm talking about a different guy. Henry Clay, former (laughs) United States (laughs) State. Look, there's a guy, there's a firefighter. His name was Clay Henry. He lost 130 pounds eating Subway. Right. Sounds uh, also a. uh, and he, they did him too, but I'm I'm just wondering if he fucked any uh, if he had any like you know the uh, the bad kind of porn. Clay Henry computer. Subway, uh, Subway's forgotten Jared sequels. Uh, this is too much to get into. Uh, yeah. Anyways, so just know that it's cool and fun stuff. Uh, top comment: Clay Henry might have over eight, but at least he likes girls over eight. <laughs> nice. Clay Significantly over eight, I would hope. Um, so anyway, uh, so Jared Fogel, just a guy. They don't know anything about him, but they decide they're going to make him the head of their marketing, like yeah. their, their, their mascot, right? He's making millions yeah. of dollars, is just a guy. They don't know anything about him. So they start trying to sell it as health food. He's going around the country making these commercials. They finally decide they're going to cut him off. And they're like, hey, we're going to a different direction. People are kind of getting bored of the whole Jared's fat fucking pants. Um, yeah. We're going to do the $5 foot long, right? That's our new gimmick, $5 foot long. So they cut him loose. But they yeah. keep him around. And they're like, but we're still going to keep you around to go school to school, just hanging around middle schools, getting access to children to talk about childhood obesity. And he's like, yeah, we're going to go see the blah, blah, blah. So while he's doing that, touring the country, he meets a dude. I forget the other guy's name. But this is where it becomes important. 
The dude okay. is like a businessman who uh, is just like a friend. And he decides he's good. They meet at like a bar and Jared Fogle hires him as his manager. Okay. And they call it apparently in the pedo ring. They call it a set of golden handcuffs where this guy is the main procurer of Jared's porn. He's okay. the one that collects it for him. And Jared pays him lots of money and buys him gifts and kind of keeps his connection. But they're in for a penny. They're in it together. They're both watching child porn together so that if one yeah. goes down, the other goes down. But here's where it becomes important. While Jared Fogle does like child porn and had a computer full of it, that's not really what got him caught. What got him caught is as he was touring the nation, he's getting connected with these children and his buddy is installing spy camera in their bedrooms. What? And no one really knows how widespread it was. We're talking like hidden – like apparently the guy was procuring high-tech spy equipment, like top-of-the-line spy equipment to insert into alarm clocks, insert into sockets, insert into uh, – what do you call it? Like ceiling fans and like bathroom fans and stuff like that. And they're just Jesus. watching children sleep or undress or just watching them during their day. And they were creating an entire network across the country – monitoring children so this dude then um god i wish i knew his name i'm not going to look it up because i don't care that much but basically he's meeting a lady and is like at the bar talking to her and he's like hey you want to come upstairs she's like okay and then like i guess as foreplay or whatever he's like you want to see some porn she's like i mean you know i guess and it's child porn and she's hmm. like, Jesus Christ. Like, immediately calls the cops and immediately rats yeah. him out. So the cops bust him. And immediately Jared, like, cuts all contact. He's like, I can't. I'm so sickened by his actions. I can't believe he's done that. But, like, within a week, he was in jail, too. You know, like, the, yeah, when, sure. you, when your manager gets busted. Yeah. So he knew it was coming down. But he's just living in denial for, like, that week or so before, before it came out. But here's the key thing. The first guy that got arrested, his accomplice, his buddy, uh, because technically the videotapes they were taking, he was arrested for ch producing child porn, convicted yeah. on producing child porn and distributing child porn. Technically, because the photographs and videos they were taking were not sexual in nature. By the way, there, there's a whole side plot where Jared Fogel's producer was like, communicating with the fbi through this long uh, investigation because jared because oh, yeah, he knew that it was weird shit going on right well her his producer is a lady okay, who he okay. was trying to seduce and convincing her to put cameras in her own children's bedrooms that's so right, that's it was right. you told me that part yeah it was already closing story. in on him but the other guy got caught separately but the investigation okay. kind of moved to him that kind of thing but so he, he was definitely going down uh it gotcha. was it was creepy as shit but anyway the point is this is that because Jared's accomplice on appeal, it comes out. It's like, well, you know, technically child porn implies pornography or video of a sexual nature. Watching yeah. kids sleep while naked is not sexual. Watching a child shower or, I don't know, play volleyball. I don't know, whatever. Not sexual. It's creepy. It's perverted. And it definitely is illegal to just put cameras in children's bedrooms. Yeah, but it's a different, that's kind of illegal. And it was those charges which then spurned them to get the warrants for Jared. So, no one knows. They're not getting out of jail, per se. They're going to stay in jail as they figure out the appeals process. But there is a potential for a, maybe a sort of um, 
who's the rapist that sells pudding? I can't believe I don't know his name. Bill Cosby? Bill Cosby. There's a potentially for a Bill Cosby situation, because Bill Cosby's free, you know. Um, but, you know, on a technicality, <laughs> putting a rapist. Who sells pudding? <laughs> I don't know. I, I blanked on it. But, uh, you know, like, because it's like a legal technicality that because technically it wasn't actually, because the original charges stemmed from, quote, unquote, child porn from spying on children, and it's not, quote, unquote, technically porn, that because that fueled the investigation forward for the other stuff. Yeah. I'm might. sorry, I can't stop laughing about Great. <laughs> the rapist who sells funny. 